Your Vibes, Season 2, Episode 2, featuring special guest Noel Mustafa, author of Chin Up Dreamboat. Hey, welcome to Chin Up Vibes. I'm Jake Flewelling. And I'm Jason Williams. Jason Williams is a filmmaker. And Jake Flewelling is a storyteller slash comedian. And we have gifted the world with this podcast. Right. Because people just like wouldn't stop asking us for advice.、Uh, we actually hit a limit to how many downloads, which is a lot. I mean, I think we were, might have been the first podcast to hit that limit. Yeah. But we actually negotiated something with the cable companies because they own podcasts. And so you can still download this podcast, luckily. Yeah. We got the extra data. Yeah. We, we got so into technology and. The ups, the downs, the what's that is that we had to take a break and we, we actually skipped town. You know, this was in between season one and now that we're recording season two, we, we went to a small, quaint town. Yeah, it was a.、Uh, Chobaki? Or no, that's the name. No, that's it, the.、It? You're thinking of the French pronunciation.、Um, it, was, uh, it was Denver. Oh, Denver. I. So, But、not Denver, Colorado. It was,、no. it was Denver, Nebraska. Denver, Nebraska. Population 17. Not that many people there. No.、Um, We wanted to get away from the spotlight, basically. I mean, because everywhere it was like, like, you know, do I wear this dress? Do I wear this kilt? And we're like, kilt. Do I wear these socks? Do I go with leggings? Of course, leggings. Duh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like. Everywhere we went, and that's just the trivial stuff. Yeah, I mean, we'd be walking down Main Street America, and it'd be like, Do I adopt a child? You know, I'm like, We、yeah. know the answer, but, but there was something crazier that happened there, and I think it's gone on long enough that we can bring it up because it was is the biggest thing. There was a bank robbery, basically,、mm-hmm. and I mean, this was something straight out of like a movie because this place they had one bank, one vault, it was. I mean, Oddly stocked with $900,000 cash. Yeah. And this was all the money that town had. Yeah. And we're just walking down, ice cream cones in hand. Bank robbery's already in progress. Yeah. The negotiator, chief negotiator, sees us and just hands the phone over. Help us, Jane. We,、yes. of course, have read the crisis intervention handbook. We wrote it. Exactly. And the thing is, here's the thing one negotiator, that's good. Two negotiators? We, we had this. We had this.、Mm-hmm. Two and, negotiators、um, named Jay and Jason. Here's, here's the crazy part. Not only did we stop the robbery, the guy actually gave us $500, and now he's kind of our friend. Yeah. You know. He's an advocate for anti bank robbers.、Mm-hmm. We were able to negotiate him, you know, just walking. <laughs> I mean,、yeah. walking away, not even handcuffs pulled out. Yeah. And he has turned to helping the police.、Yeah. Turned a new leaf. Turned a new leaf.、Yeah. You know, all the money of the town, the town was saved. And, you know, we went to bed, no big deal. I mean, it's just another day in our life.、Right. Woke up the next day, statues. <laughs> I, I. How did they. I am.、Um, I was. Smite that much bronze. I'm flattered that. I mean, they, they made us chiseled. I mean, we look like. Gods. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah.、Um, I, wow. It was, it was, it was something else.、Uh, the power of device, I guess.、Mm-hmm. Well, and so we go to avoid, we go to Denver, Nebraska to avoid the spotlight. Yeah. It comes to us. Exactly. It's like the bat signal. <sighs> so we, we're back at it, folks. Yeah. We're back at it. We're doing the Lord's work and we're joined by one of our favorite people ever, Miss Noel Mustafa. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me,、uh, Jay and Jason. I am so stoked. Yes. I'm just, I just want to say something I've been wanting to say. <laughs> I don't mean to put you on the spot.、Uh, so, you and then Michael and Adrian are three people that you have something about you that I think when people meet you, they instantly, instantly like you. I'm not just saying that because I'm on this podcast. I'm dead serious. Like, you're just likable people. So, 
Thank you so much. I am honored to even be grouped with those little dream boats. But they're likable, aren't they? They're super likable. Right? I feel like Adrian, honestly, when I see Adrian, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, like I want to like get my toes done with you. And I don't like manicures, but like I want to spend my time with you. <laughs> yes. I right? like them both. Yes. Yeah. And I agree with what you said, Jason. You guys are the best. Thank Very you much so, so much. Uh, Adrian has a tiny little umbrella as the emoji associated to her contact in my phone. Oh my God. Do it's I have one? Yes. Oh, what is it? Is it the poop? Uh, <laughs> how do you know? Um, I, don't, I don't remember offhand. I'm sorry. Oh, I turned my phone off. I'm it's looking okay. At it like, no. If it's the pill bottle or the gun, I understand. <sighs> no, it's the gun with the syringe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, but Mustafa, we are so happy that you are here and so happy to be referring to you by your last name. I thought that was cool <laughs> that you did that. Well, I like to slide that in like an 80s sitcom. <laughs> but, you know, you're a Portland native. I am. I'm a Portland native. Somebody else is not oh. Floridian. I oh, am not. That's far. It Weird. is super far. Yeah, awkward. You guys are sharing thoughts probably. <laughs> Where did you grow up in Portland? Well, I grew up, um, you might hate me for this, um, I grew up mostly in Beaverton. Um, so you can... Don't hate. I don't hate. I mean, I grew up in Gresham. Oh, that's right. You're in Gresham. Yeah. So we're kind of, the same thing. Yeah. You don't have Nike. When I say Beaverton, people think they're like, oh, that's, oh, that's gonna... Like, they think it's ritzier than where I grew up. I'm like, uh... Yeah. No, <laughs> no I, my yeah. apartment building was torn down because it was a meth house. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but you also grew up a Muslim. I did. I, I said the M word. You did say the M word. It's okay. You can use it too. Um, I mean, yeah. We do have a lot of listeners in Algeria. Yeah. I thought so. Um, in Saudi Arabia. When I checked too. the ratings I mean, yeah. of this podcast, most of the downloads, because I tried to download it and then I wasn't allowed because it reached out. the capacity. Yeah. yeah. And most of them were in Algeria. Mm. Um, we, we give out thumb drive. We can give you all of them. On I would appreciate drive. that because yeah. I don't want to go to Algeria to compete. Um, well, you wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't win. No, I sure as heck would not. Um, I did grow up Muslim. I grew up. My mom is uh, my mom is um, American, and my dad is Egyptian, and they met some blissful moment at some point um, in Seattle, uh, and. I thought you were going to say like France. No, no, nowhere. (laughs) Seattle is is also romantic though. True. Sleepless. Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan said so. On a houseboat. Um, They met probably not on a houseboat, but maybe like in a mosque is what I've heard. Um, And yeah, so my my parents um, had like an interesting, like very, very like Muslim upbringing until my kind of my parents separated. And then my mom really tried to like keep that going you know, for a few years. So we definitely were still like, she still wore a scarf and, you know, we didn't eat pork and like she would still pray and things like that. And then eventually like we kind of eased off and, you know, she was a single parent going to school and trying to get a degree and raise the four of us. And so the focus kind of shifted into like, just like, you know, be good people. It kind of was just bare bones more about that. yeah. Yeah. And so, but it was an interesting upbringing for sure in comparison to like the people around me. And I think that's why my siblings and I are really close because we sort of understand each other and kind of the, you know, we were homeschooled and like had kind of a, an, not isolated, but it was different. And so then kind of becoming part of mainstream culture was really an interesting process. Like I remember like being little and like not singing Christmas songs in school and like, you know, kind of those like boundaries. Um, and so it was an interesting start. Well, and you know, I was raised like super Christian and very mm-hmm. isolated as well. And so you told a story that like rang so many bells to me about how, and it was something that I didn't know about where, where you cannot, you cannot portray the prophet. Oh, yeah. And so you grew up watching crazy Muslim cartoons. I grew up watching crazy Christian cartoons, but like in yours, you you couldn't show God. And right. so you were just like, didn't know yeah. what it was. Well, exactly. So first of all, I was the youngest and my siblings were six and six and a half years older than me and younger. Right. So one of my sisters is a year and a half. My brother is like five years. My other sister is six years older. Oh, what an oldie. So, I know. So old. Uh, so we, you know, I watched a lot of things growing up in general that were like far beyond probably what I should. Like I remember seeing Face Off in theaters when I was like five. Yeah, I <laughs> like, love that movie. Probably not the best. You know, my dad told me to see that, um, but it was good. Uh, I 
I think that was the first time I saw like imagery of like a naked lady. There was like a tattoo or something. Something about a peach. Yeah. yeah. Tastes like a mm-hmm. peach. Exactly. <laughs> I remember it. And yeah, it was my first. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> first little quiver. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Uh, so yeah, well, it was, I used to watch like cartoons. So there was an Arabic Sesame Street, which was just, oh. And then. Um, <laughs> to be, Not made by Jim Henson. No, no. But there was a really cool cartoon about like a little car, like a little. Arabic speaking car that was kind of cool. Uh, still like it. Don't remember what it was called, but I have fond memories. But then there was, yeah, there was a live action movie is actually what it was. So it wasn't even a cartoon. This was like meant for grown folk, you know, so who might be able to grasp the concept of like, no one is starring as the prophet, like just a blank space. So I would sit, my dad rented. <laughs> yeah. My dad was like a, he was an engineer. Like he, you know, and then he kind of like quit his job and was just a weirdo and lived in felony flats and like would get custody of us every other weekend. And he rented this a basement, this basement from this uh, really nice but like old and kind of weird dude named I think his name was Henry. And we used to have to just hang out there. And he had us watch this live action, you know, movie. And so I'm sitting there trying to understand like why everyone is talking to just air. Like no one, there's no one there. And I really, so you know, weird. eventually figured it out. But yeah, I mean, there was, you know, growing like when you get older, you see a lot of like portrayals of Jesus and stuff. And I always yeah. kind of wondered like, why is that not? And you know, just not well, and I was totally ignorant of that fact. And yeah. that well, South Park has whole episodes. Yeah. About that. <laughs> well, and then like Charlie Hebdo, like Kibo or oh right, yeah, Flint. that was a big. So that was the, I understood that a lot more. I, like, I think most oh. people were probably more naive to that until that whole thing happened. I would say. Yeah. Well, so I mean, you know, so how was how was the upbringing? It was uh, interesting. I mean, my my dad was very like devout and strict, and my parents, um, you know, my mom had converted well before we were born or before I was born, and so um, it was very like tra- I think it was pretty traditional in the sense that like my dad was you know head of the household, my mom didn't work, she homeschooled us, and you know we didn't eat certain things. My parents prayed five times a day. We prayed five times a day as much as you could get kids to be orderly about that. Um, it was, it was very, a lot of things were haram, which means, you know, bad or, or uh, oh, sinful really? or sacrilegious, you know, so a lot of things were. And so I just always remember growing up and it's affected me a lot as an adult, I think in some really positive ways, in some ways that I really had to work myself out of kind of a funk of being kind of tightly wound because so many things, it's like a good angel and a bad angel, you know, and my dad used to tell me, he told, used to tell us when we were little, like, every grain of rice left on your plate will go against you on Judgment Day. Wow. So you had such intense, I think I just had this, like, heavy moral thing on me for a long time when I was little because I was, like, you know, a little kid looking at my plate being like, shit. There's only two I'm not left. hungry anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was very, like, you know, he was heavy. He was a heavy hitter in those ways. Um, and then so when he left, he went, my parents divorced when I was five. And then my dad went to Egypt when I was about seven. And it was kind of like a, he called us from Egypt. Like he just was there and was like, I'm not coming back. And so it was very much sudden. And, um, and in those two years he had, he was around for most of the time and had custody every other weekend. Um, and so it was very, very drastic and sudden. And so, you know, as we kind of eased out of American culture and went into public school, and I was lucky because I went into school when I was in kindergarten. Like, I'd already been going to, like, getting homeschooled lessons from my, my mom when my sister was learning them. So, um, but, like, my oldest sister, bless her heart, had to start school in sixth grade. And, like, I can't imagine having to sort of roll up. into that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Up. Like, socially rough. So kind of becoming more... Mainstream was an interesting process because we we had like homeschool Muslim friends and we had like that was our, you know, even the apartment building we moved into in Beaverton when my parents divorced was like, we only knew about it because there was like a Muslim family that lived there <laughs> who my mom was friends with, you know, and so it was interesting. So now the question is, when did you discover the Golden Girls? Oh, oh man. So when we lived in, uh, when I was younger, like we kind of... My mom, you know, raised four kids and was busy and like we kind of got some, she was very like lax in a lot of ways because she trusted us to kind of do the right thing. Probably, probably because we knew like we had all those. Right, exactly. Hmm. We had such a heavy sense of that. So my sister and I used to like camp out in the living room. We used to like, I don't know, we were like weird little ghetto kids and like would make, we had beds, but we would like instead sleep on the floor. I don't know. Every kid does that. Okay. We did it consistently (laughs) for every night, like getting up for school in the morning. Yeah. And so... We would watch, we lived in this one apartment for like 10 years and we watched 
we somehow somehow discovered the Golden Girls, and I just thought it was so funny. And we watched it every night because it was on Lifetime at eleven o'clock. So every night mm-hmm. between like probably fifth and like ninth grade, at, at least I would watch it every day, and then continued to watch it because it was always in syndication with Will and Grace. So I'd watch it all the time through college, like still. And so I really um, love it a lot. Which and people, one are you? I can't decide. I don't know. I think I've gone through phases. Um, that I think, makes sense. I think I've really, it ebbs and it flows. I think I've been a little bit of everybody. Were they heroes to you? 100% still are. I have this killer Golden Girls puzzle because um, I kind of had, I had a health thing and I had to recover from it. And my one of my best friends, like probably the coolest person ever, uh, made like got it specially made for me. So she took a picture of the Golden oh, Girls and cool. she knew I loved puzzles and so she like, sent it into a puzzle company and had it made and then I like finally did it and framed it or not framed it but mounted it it's on my wall so oh, well done it's pretty cool well your health issue you have had spinal corrective reconstruction surgery mm-hmm. you are a survivor of spinal surgery yes I'm impressed thank you I just had my little two year anniversary last month oh of my it God. Oh, so two years it was ago. two years ago wow. you know yeah tough. So I, it was a really crazy, like spinal problems are not fun for anyone, I don't think. I mean, it, it's pretty rough, but um, I guess, you know, sort of on the spectrum, it was fairly severe and also how it happened. So I was living in New York. I was in Teach for America there. Whoop, whoop. And yeah, so I was teaching there and I had been there for about, f- you know, four months and started the school year. I was working at a really intense charter school there in Harlem. And I was teaching sixth grade special ed and kind of adjusting to everything and regular school. Cause I taught summer school, regular school just started. And then mid September, I went out one night to like a Broadway show. My friend really wanted to see Orlando Bloom in Romeo and Julia. And I was like, I don't care, but I'll go <laughs> just to get the experience, you know? So we go see this show and it was a Maud Rashad uh, and Felicia Rashad's daughter as Juliet. So I was like, oh cool, like multiracial couple, like a black Juliet, this is great. So like I was into that. I didn't know and, Maud Rashad had a daughter. Yeah, I don't remember her first name, but I have a picture of her somewhere. But um, it was cool. And then we leave and we like go get dinner and then we go get a drink. Some bar like on the Upper East Side, really low key, like nothing was crazy. I think I ordered like a cider or something and within minutes I was just like, I need to go home. Like I don't feel good. I just had an ache just felt achy and I felt I'm for sure getting the flu. I need to go home, sleep this off. The next day I wake up, I just almost can't move. Like my body, my upper body just feels like it's locked. Like I just can't move. So, you know, I try to eat something so I can take some ibuprofen or something. I can't keep food down. I'm, you know, I'm vomiting. I'm, I'm like, I've never, you know, in like sci-fi movies when there's some kind of crazy illness and people just get weird and like over time, like an alien comes out of them or something. Like alien? Yes, precisely. (laughs) Uh, just described. Yeah, exactly. So I really felt like something is crazy going on right now. Like I've never felt like this. So I go to a doctor, I go to like an urgent care doctor and he gives me an x-ray. He's like, your lungs are clear. I think you're, you know, it's a muscle spasm. It's a muscle spasm. I'm like, so why am I throwing up? He's like, you're in that much pain. And my pain tolerance is very high, but I believed him because I was like, I truly am in so much pain. He's got to be right. You're a doctor. Right, exactly. I'm like, he's got, you know, he's an expert. So I go home. I try and, you know, I stay home from work a couple of days and I work at a super intense school. I'm starting graduate school in, in special ed. Um, Teach for America is like, you know, pretty rigorous. So I go home. I sleep it off for a couple of days. Still I try to go to work the third day. I'm there for 15 minutes, toss my cookies, go home. Dave, I try to go to the hospital. They give me a shot of Metropolitan Hospital in Harlem, gave me a shot of tramadol in my arm. And they were like, oh yeah, it's a muscle spasm. I'm like, go home. So I didn't really get treatment. And at this point I'm 23 and I'm so sick and in pain that I, I'm just like, okay, like I'm so weak. So I go and I'm going to hospitals. You know what I mean? I'm not like staying home reading WebMD. Like I'm going to hospitals. I go, girls. I, I, you know, I did that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I go home and then the next day I try to go to work and by like one o'clock, I'm just laying flat on a table. Like I, my vice principal like hails me a cab. I go to Mount Sinai hospital and I'm there for like a week. And when I first get there, they're like trying to check everything. They don't know. They're giving me like gallbladder, you know, uh, ultrasounds and checking everything. At one point it was so loud and crazy in there. And I'm pretty poised in public. Like tact was very important in my upbringing. But at one point I'm just like on the floor, just like sobbing, like someone help me. And this nice Puerto Rican dude like comes through and scoops me up in a wheelchair and it's just like, this is bullshit. And he like takes me in the back and, um, they start, you know, examining me or whatever. And so at one point they like leave me in the radiology lab overnight. And I just was like 
I might die here, but I'm also really happy because it's so quiet compared to where I was. <laughs> so long story short, like I'm in the hospital, they're giving me all kinds of breathing treatments. They're like, it's either a blood clot or pneumonia. And so they treat me for both. They're like, you're responding to the antibiotics. It's pneumonia. So I leave the hospital and then go on two weeks of bed rest with them telling me, yeah, it's pneumonia. I go back to the doctor in a couple of days at Mount Sinai and I'm like, I'm still in so much pain. I feel so terrible. You know, what can I do? What is this? And they're like, oh, it's just swelling. It's just swelling. So for month, for weeks at that point, they're just telling me it's swelling. It's, you know, you're young. It's fine. I go get an x-ray. My lungs are clear. I'm, I'm starting just my, when I was in the hospital, I was just getting tons of pain in my back, just tons of pain, like my mid thoracic spine. And eventually I go back to the ER. They, they give me, you know, an x-ray that your lungs are clear or you're fine. Here's some pain meds. You know, this is it. I'm still trying to work. I'm working like, you know, 60 hours going to graduate school, living in New York on a fourth floor walk up, trying to just trudge along in Spanish Harlem. And then eventually like November 1st, so six weeks after this whole thing happens, I go to um, a pain specialist at Mount Sinai and he's like, oh yeah, no, it's just swelling. And, you know, he diagnoses me with some kind of like swelling problem and he gives me a business card. He gives me steroids and then he gives me a business card for a hypnotherapist. And he's like, oh, you know, she's expensive, but she's good. Like, so basically, you know, it's in your head. So at this point I label myself as crazy. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm nuts. Right. So I go home and I'm just like, I guess I have to deal with this. And so I'm getting ready in bed. I'm like, you know, kind of at this point being exiled at work because my principal, like, I don't know, you know, she just didn't believe me. I'm not sure. So I'm like working in the library alone for two weeks. Like it was just the craziest, weirdest thing. So um, I just go along about my business in November and December and just try and get by. And, mi- and then December, I come home for Christmas break and I go to Zoom care of all places because I'm still coughing and I'm like, you know, kind of sick because everybody got at work got the flu. You know, it's a school, December. So we all got the flu. So I go to the doctor here, literally go to Zoom care, have a nurse practitioner in Lake Oswego examine me. And she's like, well, let's just do an x-ray and make sure you don't have pneumonia again. So I say, okay. So she gives me an x-ray and the next day she calls me and she's like, has your spine always been deformed? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, no. So she, uh, and you know, at this point, again, my spine is, was, was also causing me problems, but it was, it was everything. My kind of my whole, like, upper torso. So she sends me an x-ray and my, my spine is fractured. So I had a anterior fracture, compression fracture. So basically for after months of figuring it out and testing and everything, and this, this required me to have a bone biopsy where they just chip a piece out and a tissue biopsy and all kinds of, you know, having tuberculosis tests and this and that and getting in, putting an isolated hospital room, all this stuff for months. Um, they determined Zoom care comes through. Zoom care came through. So they determined it was some kind of infection that ate the disc between my T7 and T8 vertebrae completely away. So then my vertebrae started to collapse and break into pieces and started to fuse with my other bone. So, and it was like too infected to even get like a sample of. So I was an inch shorter. My spine was like jutting out into my spinal cord. So they're like, you need to quit your job immediately. We don't know you know, before they really figured out what it was, they like, quit your job immediately. So I have to resign. I have to, you know, in two weeks I go home back to Portland and doctors here are like, you need to, we need to retest you because we don't necessarily trust, you know. Zoom care. Right. Well, <laughs> trust the people in New York because like it went on for so long. So then finally in April, so seven months afterward, I get surgery. And so they've, they had, they gave me what's called a thoracotomy first. So they break open your, it's a cardiologist, a, cardi- a cardiac surgeon breaks you open with your ribs and in order to not affect my spinal cord, they have to go in from the side. So they break my ribs open and then the neurosurgeon, my spinal surgeon goes in, takes out my vertebrae, replaces it with a false vertebrae and then puts in a plate and four screws and then sticks a chest tube in there. So I can like, you know, they had to deflate my lung. So that's why they did the chest and then they reinflated it and I recover, et cetera, et cetera. So wow, that's a big Sarah. It was a big, yeah, <laughs> big et cetera. It was wild. You are a survivor. I, you know, try. You Maybe we'll have it much worse. You might say that you're you kept your chin up. I did. Ooh. Um, so tell us. So you yes wrote a book. I did. I, or you didn't write it. I guess you drew it. Or is it? Yes, well, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. Haven't seen it. You haven't seen it yet. It's coming. Um, um there's narration too. Yeah. So both. So is it an audiobook I can get to? I mean, I, I, we can make it one right now. <laughs> um, it's called Chin Up Dream Boat, right? Yes, Chin Up Dream Boat. Chin Up 
dream. That's and, um, what it is. Before you say anything else about it, I also want to say this. You're that's the only Kickstarter project I've ever put money to. Really? I wanna, yeah, I want to see. Oh my ever. god! He said that. This I've guy is an angel. I have truly an angel. Um, yeah, I, I want to see exceed, and also think it's a good idea. You're the best. And its proof is you've already done all these like interviews, and it's like, I mean, that's quick. It, that before you even released it, you're already getting like notoriety or, or whatever from it. So it was picked up by BuzzFeed. Yeah, that it was. Is, that's big time. Thank you. See, that's the thing. I'm not the only one that thinks that. Obviously, everybody else. You went way over your mark. Well, and for your Kickstarter, you were funded completely funded in five hours. I was. It. It was. I. I went with a reasonable amount, you know, of what I could do to produce a hundred books and kind of get my start that way. And I was to my shock and surprise, it funded in five hours. And so the other 29 days of the campaign were just like, let's see where we can take it. I mean, a lot of people it doesn't happen to. And I think it's the person. I'm not saying that. I think it is the person. If someone's likable, someone wants to like, Oh, I want to help them succeed through what they want to do. So thank you. I I had an amazing time with it. And, uh, I learned, I, I did research a lot beforehand about like what I could do to take for the, the best angle for the Kickstarter. Okay. Yeah. Well then what about, so what is this yeah, book? T- tell tell so, the podcast, our billions of fans. Yes. Yeah. All you all in Algeria. Algeria. I'm something yes. called a lesbian. And, um, <laughs> so <laughs> what, what? click it's everything's off. Um, <laughs> so talk about Haram. Um, I, wrote this book so I, I wrote and illustrated it's an adult coloring book about lesbian breakups so you know adult coloring books are all the rage I illustrated a coloring book when I was like 14 for the city of Beaverton because I was that kind of cool kid um it was like the first art I'd ever been paid for you know and I got paid um for smart as a kid really I was in my dad's company calendar did you draw something yeah. or did you f- pose oh, I you draw. Draw. <laughs> it's like were you a model art <laughs> For an ambulance company, they needed, they needed an eight-year-old boy. Oh my god! Oh, the ambulance! Oh, I've heard stories about the ambulance life. Yeah, the ambulance life is great. So good. I loved growing up with my dad as a paramedic, and then being an ambulance. So rad. Person. Yeah, but uh, I won a contest, and I won. Look twi- at oh, I won you! Twice. I won Whoa! Uh, third place both times. I have a two hundred and fifty dollar bond, and I oh, used them bond. to buy a Sega Genesis. You've been winning stuff your whole life. I pretty much have. Yeah. You're really I also cool guy. have been like. Like a million honorable mentions where it's like kind of like that's my spot. I'm always totally. like third or fourth. And you know, you're like Scotty Pippen. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like better than Scotty Pippen than another guy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But you made this book. I made this book. Yeah. So I, I started drawing it. I kind of had the concept. I had gone through a breakup. I had sort of ended things with someone and, um, you know, we had had a pretty quick commitment to one another and it was pretty serious and just sort of discovered things pretty rapidly did not work out. And, um, I kind of was reflecting on the whole thing and it was, I was like embarrassed slash it was funny to me. And I was like, this is not, I know I'm not the only one. I kind of started talking to other people and I decided like, this would be a very funny thing to draw and maybe, something relatable for people and maybe soothing, you know, for me, it started as a way to laugh at myself. And then I sort of realized based on people's reactions, people close to me, I was describing it and, um, realized like it sort of transcended the LGBTQ communities more. So, I mean, that's huge, you know, and it's kind of wanted to call out some of the stereotypes that I always refused. I was, and then realized through this breakup and through the book. Oh my God, I am. Let's be honest. I'm really was being real basic and typical and figured that out. Very stereotypical. And so, um, I just thought like, for me, it was a healing thing and it was also something for me to focus on before I dove into something else. Cause I realized I'd had a habit of that. I went from a relationship to a relationship and I needed to be alone and I needed to, instead of making decisions on my own, I was really fearful of that. And I was I was including other people in my decisions, AKA a partner. And like that kept me from being too afraid because I had to consider them. So I couldn't go all out. So I was like, this is something I can go all out with. I can make it and I can focus on it and not focus on, you know, a girl, et cetera, a a partner. So I did it and I drew during the summer 
And really that's all I knew how to do. So I drew it and my, my brother's a comic book artist and he's been, you know, very supportive and helpful. So I kind of, he, he was like, you know, you should really crowdfund this. And so, so the production doesn't come out of your own pocket and you can get your start and see, you know, what kind of interest you can drum up because I think people will like it. So I stuck to it. I drew it and that's the only thing I knew how to do. So then I kind of learned about, you know, some novice editing and putting a book together and, you know, different software and how to do that and how to story arcs. Story arc. I really was just, is there a story arc in it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. It's a three, there's three beats. Awesome. Um, <laughs> there's a, you know, a low point, a high point and a, and a kind Resolution. of a, there's a res- absolutely. That's really what follows. And so, um, and I've been, you know, I took several years away from kind of drawing and painting and things like that. So it was a good way for me to recommit. And I'd always kind of been looking for like, what is my thing? And, so I drew it and then edited it and just stayed up all night all the time and uh, finally got to a point where I was like, okay, I can start researching how to crowdfund this. So I started looking into it sort of the turn of the year and that was, you know, was my next step. And I did a lot of research and then... You filmed it in this I house. I filmed it in this house. This in, is the second time something yep. has happened yes. in this house with a guest. Somebody it's, else came to This house Javice. is the spot, you to know, be honest. Uh, one of our other uh, Javice customers if you will some people call them guests i call them customers. i feel like a customer i'm i call um, them lovers uh, yeah, <laughs> i'm all I'm three a, yeah uh you know he formed his band in this house in this house yeah. this house is a magic place yeah so i you, won't lie to you, you. Filmed a kickstarter and I filmed it blew a, up it just blew dicks off it left and right blew so many dicks off um it went crazy. Like I, I had a, f- I, I knew what the goal that I set, cause this is something you research, you know, when you do a Kickstarter, set your goal reasonably, um, because you want to make it, uh, otherwise you don't get funded. So, um, exactly. And a lot of people really kind of mess that part up. So meaning they ask for way too much and don't have something that people are going to want to grab onto. So I, uh, you know, and the other big thing was that I finished the project before it was kickstarted like I was basically set it up to be like all I need is your help it's already done you know and some people sort of set it up sometimes so like I need to take time off to finish it and you know this will help me with that and for me it was like no I've already busted my ass I just need you to believe in it a little bit so exactly you're gonna get a copy you know so oh we should I think I don't know if you mentioned this but this is a coloring book right yes adult coloring book Mm -hmm. adult color it's all the rage Jason it's as a creative companion for lesbian breakups I call it Some advice, some javice to be specific. You wouldn't just be here I wouldn't just be here, like you know, you guys are cool, but uh, no, I absolutely would be here. Let's be honest. But let's be honest. I need some javice because the Kickstarter has, you know, this this entire project has been has blown me away personally. I pretend like I knew it was going to be this successful, but honestly, it's blown me away. Yeah. And so my dick, your dick, everyone's dicks. It made my dick turn into a vagina. It did. I saw it. Mine was just blown clean off and then it regenerated over the You're like a starfish. That's awesome. Oh, the full moon. That's awesome. Um, I I need Javice because I've come to a point where I'm about to have an official release party and I'm about to be finally sort of, everything is ready and the, the book will be, ready online and things like that. So what I'm trying to figure out is what my path is because it turned out into a multi-prong thing. Basically what I'm at odds with, what I'm grappling with right now is do I want to make another book that is another queer uh, focused book? Do I want to make another book that's dating focused book? Do I want to move Dreamboat, Chin Up Dreamboat, because I've kind of tried to brand it a little bit. So it's become more like, you know, in the Kickstarter, there's retail items, there's things like that. Do I want to take it down that path where it's more of a brand and maybe there's uh, more clothing and there's, um, you know, a different kind of book that's not coloring. It's more of a, you know, graphic novel or a web comic or what I'm trying to figure out what the niche is and what the avenue is that I should take. And if I make another book, what kind of theme I should hit. I I think that 
I think it's hard. Well, for me, it's a little hard because I haven't seen the book yet. I did not know it had a story. It does. I it thought does. it was just cool, you know, pictures of possible things that lesbians deal with during breakup. And it is, but and and every page. So the first beat is kind of. Um, remember when it was, you know, the good old days and it's kind of rough or excuse me, the good old days. And then the second beat is like, then it got rough and here are the typical breakup things. And then the third beat is like, you're going to be okay. Like that's the chin up dream boat part where you're going to be all right. And you've, I mean, you're like, you've been all over the place. Aren't you like a magazine? cover a magazine get out of here Nigel there's a count on the table this is a perfect lesbian interview no. <laughs> I hate Nigel get out Nigel, of here. Get I love here. Nigel I think Nigel. you're so cute I'm allergic are you really yes oh no do you hate them wow. or do you just are you forced to hate them I, no, I grew up with cats um, but did you longer, just have tears in your eyes your whole childhood? My mom told me, I, I think I misheard her she told me I was allergic to everything but cats but I think she said the opposite <laughs> And I had one for 18 years. Um, I loved him, but, and I used to pet cats, but they make me feel like shit. I'll go home and I'll feel like half the person I was. That's like a relationship though, or like a one night stand, what you just described. You should make it about cats. Yeah. Cats (laughs) make me feel like shit. True. I mean, you have had a lot of success. You could brand it. I mean, because it could be chin up. I mean, anything, Mm -hmm. you know. That's true. Chin up people with allergies. Mm. Now, I was going to say, see, I think there's two. Like, because, like, if you're starting out, I, I mean, I, I, the reason I know some of this stuff is because I wrote a book on how to, men can meet win, women on Tinder. Which you described to me as like, I'm finishing a project. I didn't know it was that. Yeah. I'm so excited. Was, and, and the thing is, it was really hard. I've never done it before. But unlike you, like, I am, I'm, I'm a nobody in this, that community. So I have to, one thing is, the way I would choose to go about it is not put it in the Amazon and the reason is, these are the the cons of like putting it in like a market like that. Is pros is it can be seen by everybody. You can mm-hmm. have good reviews. You know, people can like it. But the cons are assholes could just write a bad review for no reason. You know. Yep. And the other uh, uh, con, which is I've heard, I don't know if it's still an issue, but um, if people wanted to, say you sell it for your a certain price, someone can like I'm gonna sell this used one for a penny. Then all of a sudden, like the value of your book, you know, like what if all these people decide to do that? Then all of a sudden, the original price is always gonna be set lower because you can't just like raise it again. Right. But because you're already kind of known and people might be you know, seeking it out, if you had like a, on a website and sold it yourself, mm. you know, I think you could sell it for what you deserve for it. And thus um, far, I, that's what I have planned. So right now, I have chinupdreamboat.com and I'm kind of, I've sort of been waiting to like, launch you know because i'm having this release party and i haven't really wanted people to get their hands on it before the kickstarter right. backers and also it literally like just finally printed last week the first 400 copies so i've been boxes. sitting on it yeah oh, oh and i say the other thing is i think also is like bypass you know major b- bookstores but go to like local one you know like like put it in exclusively at, at powell or another local one mm. or maybe just like Shebop. Yeah. Shebop oh is such a good perfect, idea. Perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. brilliant. Things like that. Just would things eat like that. that oh, yeah. Up. And I think I've been, part of my thing is like asking for help is not my thing. Part of it is You're just, good at it. I mean, the Kickstarter thing was a huge stretch for me, huge stretch to figure out how to do that. I think mm-hmm. that's part of why, honestly, I could have been ready to go a month earlier, but it was so hard for me to ask people to, to do that. It's so hard. And I think now I wanted to wait till I had copies to like pitch to mm-hmm. places. It's, it's lined up so far to be in one retail location thus far. What retail location? Um, it's called Books with Pictures and it's a brand new comic book shop that opens um, in June. That's a good. Another thing that you can do is pretty much anybody with a product, uh, anybody with a product of your caliber, of course. I got their shit together. Sure. Uh, can sell things at New Seasons if you can supply to every New Season. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Oh. And new Seasons does I did not, not know that. One, does it? And, and lesbians love that And you have a New Seasons place. price, which you just add $35. Sure. And absolutely. And then that actually sells more at yes. New Seasons. Yes. $50 book. 
Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Fifty dollar like, coloring oh, book. We'll take four. Yeah. yeah. Like we love it. Here's yeah. here's a little tidbit I learned because I have a consultant because I almost released my ebook and I was scrambling trying to figure. I was learning all these new programs and like yeah, he was juggling. sweating. I was. Like, he was I was, bat winging it. Have you ever seen a Kathy comic? That was me. Just oh, yes. away like ack. Um, <laughs> and, and bat winging. Yeah. <laughs> bat winging. That's when your testicle, your scrotum sac. It's so sweaty and thin that it just gels to the side of your legs. What's it called? Bat wing? Yeah, yeah you just bat wing. I only heard that. I would like to put reason. that in a book. Dude, <laughs> I, yes. I Chin up, bat wing. Oh, <laughs> you are. Ideas. I got some ideas. I got some great uh, ideas. There's a, there's a theory that the, this consultant I talked to, he told me to slow way down. Okay. I was, was going to release this last month, mm-hmm. maybe the month before. He told me to slow down, and he's like, shoot bigger. Now I'm going to be a dating expert. And I'm like, okay, I'll run with that because... I didn't even think about that. I just think, who am I? I'm. Why would right. anybody take my advice? But um, he told me about this is how you make it as like a lone person. Is there's, there's a theory called the thousand fan theory. Have you heard that? No, I love it though. Um, Do tell. Well, a, a, a thousand true fan theory, and it's basically saying that if you can get a thousand true fans, and you, they will basically buy whatever you put out and it's like equal to a hundred dollars. Then you can make a hundred thousand dollars per year. Plus the not like, I don't think I'm a true fan of almost anything, but there's artists that I like that I'm like, Oh, I like a lot of their stuff. I'm not going to buy their shirt, but there's people that grateful dead is a proof of this. Um, fish fans, they will go to every single show. They will buy every single product they put out. Mm -hmm. Kiss probably same thing. Um, but all you need is like roughly a thousand people. To do to make like a living yeah. doing this, and how do you do that? And that's the hard part, but that's the giving part. It's like you talk to you talk to fans on Twitter, like mm-hmm. you you make it more personal. You give them free things if they do this. You do you know, you just make more of a personal connection than just selling it. And like ask them what they want to see next. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been doing that's for the past point. couple of weeks. Yeah. I interviewed Jay's roommate, and I interviewed a lot of men, just date men that date, mm-hmm. um, that are single, and what issues they have. And luckily, most of my stuff was already in the book, but they mentioned some things I didn't even think of. Yeah. And then, but that's the thing. Like, if people are like, oh, I would love if you made a book like this, maybe like 20 or 30 people are saying that. You make it, you make that book, and then, I don't know. That's it's, a great point. Yeah, it's Ask going to the people. dream boaters, what do you want to see next? Yeah. That's a wonderful point. I think that's something I, I've just, I was so focused, and I, right, I mean, this is what I've dedicated myself to. So I believe in that, but like, I, I so dedicate myself to just getting things produced. So now this is a conversation at a perfect time because I'm, I'm there now, you know, I'm just, You're in the open mode. I'm in the open mode. And so I'm right on this cusp. And unfortunately, like, I feel like I was just hit with a lot of things at the same time in the last like month and a half with kind of my day job and like life. And so, but I feel like I'm out of that and I'm back to where I was in this consistent, like, I love what I'm doing so much. And I feel like when other people are made happy by that, it, you know, it kind of propels me forward. And I think reaching out to people, I think that I've had a wonderful community of 70% people that I know, you know, 30% strangers, or, you know, even people from different countries and different states, like really kind of wanting this or saying like, I need this, um, which is a, a weird feeling in itself for people to say like, I need what you made, you know, yeah. I mean, they're not going to die without it, but it's crazy. What if, so what if somebody what if was on the bridge when did. they said, that? I mean, like, here I you this. go. I really though, it's crazy. Like the kind of people have told me, like you've given me a lot of hope and like things that I'm like, wow, like that's, you know, that's big. Yeah. But so now I think, yeah, figuring out how to tap into that, into the people and do a little more interaction I mean, the best, my favorite part is like talking to the Dreamboat people that I think are so wonderful. And that's the other thing is like um, my product, we don't know, I don't know exactly where it's going to go yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but even one of the recommendations, like the guy was telling me that he made a product and I, I'm wor- I was worried about it being tor- torrented. Yeah, you know, or, sure. Mm-hmm. And he goes, it was the best thing that happened to me because what happened was the people who liked it got it for free. Sometimes those people were you know, they make a lot of money and they're like, you know what? I want you to personally help me. And so now, or, you know, that's probably how I became a consultant mm-hmm. is now you can charge for people who, who are more serious about it. And they're like, I like this right. product that you put out a lot. So they hire you for something else. So what I was going to say is basically being okay with, you know, maybe donating some of the books to other, donating mm-hmm. them or giving them to people who might need them and they don't sure. know, you know, and then sure. throw 10 copies to smirk. That's a plan. I mean, I have, I made smirk. a commitment. 
straight person over here. <laughs> How do you smell that? How do you spell it? Smell it. How do you, How smell, do you smell it? it? You'll never know. It's S M Y R C, right? S M Y R C, smart. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I don't know what it it's is. Like <laughs> student, homeless, gay, help. Hang Youth out. Resource yeah. Center. It's for gay, <laughs> gay teens. Um, I well, I made a commitment in the Kickstarter to give thirty copies to people, you know, to to schools, to GSAs, to to queer alliance kind of things. I think another market that maybe I should really hammer home. I mean, it's almost Pride season, which I need to figure out. Like, oh, who do God. I talk to? Booth. Get a yeah, booth. get a booth. And I feel like Pride, at least Portland Pride, is always really like. There's never any, I don't feel like there's a lot of like retailers or like people with stuff. It's usually like PGE, like loves gay people with light bulbs. Like there's not usually anything that's really like, (laughs) I show up with money thinking like, what kind of cool stuff can I get? And it's usually like a Frisbee that was free. (laughs) I went to Portland Pride once and it was dismal, scary. It's small. Scary. scary? Just like scary in the sense of like oh wow i'm stuck here with <laughs> my family like or oh, okay. i mean like not enough people for it to be a crowd mm. and it's just a bunch of pge it's like, a spectator hey, thing versus a participant yeah like, how to save electricity here? right why are you here yes it's a weird and so tapping into that kind of thing yeah it's a weird i don't know i mean i need to find out the process um but colleges would probably also be a really good. I've yeah. had really strong uh, experiences with my and good experiences with my uh, alma, alma mater. mater. Yeah, they've been rad. You know what would be cool to just like put it in some Planned Parenthoods. So when people are waiting, they can just pick up this coloring book, and most likely, if they like it and they're like, "Oh, this is fucking awesome," they could like look in the back and like get by the one themselves. What I really know, need to do. You know what I'm saying like, well, maybe one of the pic- favorite pictures is colored. Oh, that's a good point. So they need a new one. I need to get in with some therapists, lobbies. Yeah. Alyssa Bagan. Oh my God, Alyssa Bagan is up there. I need to just get in with like some specific like marriage and family counseling and just sure. slip one into that lobby. Yeah. Sure. And get and on even, the yeah, if you did, shit, you do it and they don't like it, then it gives you more publicity because they can like rant about it on some conservative You know, site. speaking of like, that's what I thought was going I expected some backlash or like you know burning hell dyke and like I have not gotten all I got was some upset straight girls who were mad that it was specifically for lesbians that's all I got realize that they're allowed to also right I was like you can look my best friend got on there and she was like "Uh, yeah they're like I wanted this until I realized it was only for lesbians like why can't you make a straight one you should also let them know that if they color it they become a lesbian that's true but it's you're only you know 45 minutes away from your true path so close. <laughs> so close. So close to turning. Well, I have some, I got some ideas for you. Oh, magazine. please. I'm, I'm so curious. If Spit I, them at me. Some of these are going to mind Okay, out. let's just go back and forth. Okay. Um, and if there's pause from Noel for reflections or witty jokes, you know, just let them fly. It. Okay. Let them fly. Okay. Um, you know, keeping with the chin up, you know, or the breakup themes, uh, clothing breakup, coloring book. Clothing breakup. Breaking up with the clothes you... <gasps> You don't wear. Yeah. They don't fit. That you probably love. You love. They looked so good on you five years looked, ago. Sounds yeah. like Titus Andromeda. Yeah, you got to break oh. up with that shit. <laughs> I love them. Okay, that's just an idea. I idea love it. One. One idea. One. Uh, one. Uh, a book on relationships in common or true stereotypes and breaking stereotypes. What? That sounds like hmm. a book on relationships. Sounds like a robot wrote that. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Hold on. That. No, I'm going to go to the next one. Uh, <laughs> trans- not compute. <laughs> transgendered bathroom solutions. Trans- you it's know topical. what? It is topical. I think that's too racy. It is topical. Really? It's probably, yeah. probably a pretty short book. Everybody just mind your fucking business. That'd be one page. <laughs> I, think, I, think be, I think it'd be funny just to come up with ridiculous ideas of just how to solve Right, 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 right. That's right. what I meant. Like, just totally. Just like super weird Yeah. But things. what if you took a turn into like your like weird anatomical <laughs> coloring drawings of trans people going to the bathroom? I've always Too kind of much. dreamed of being like an like a not dreamed of this, but I one time was when I was researching colleges when I was young and I decided I was too lazy, but like an anatomical illustrator. I think those are cool. Like a medical illustrator. I think that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, idea number three, uh, breaking up with an acquaintance. Oh, friending, friend ending, friend ending. But like not, you know, we, we were introduced by the common connection. I knew your name for our first exchanges. Um, 
but now I'm gonna I'm just gonna you're on the no look policy like we don't look at each other yes like for some reason we're not friends maybe you need oh, man. breaking up with acquaintance acquaintance keep and like chin the up. things you do around that okay <laughs> we all do them we do that's <laughs> true so and so text but and don't you can, reply you can write like a Dr. Seuss like like the so and so person the so and so person <laughs> or, you know like yeah, the Starbucks employee that's awesome um, one is this is pretty obvious i think maybe is chin up dream boat for the gay community and yes. the transgender community just yes. like same story almost except i don't know how jay um is there a, uh a what's the word is there something you go through when you break up i think it's a pattern it's usually i'm like why isn't this not working i'm just i just gotta break up with you you're on the no look policy Boom. Yeah, like you never, like you acknowledge them, you're polite or whatever, but I'll never directly look at you in the eye. I feel like there might, I when I was looking kind of during the Kickstarter, I feel like I was looking, there was an article that included Chin Up Dreambo and it had a, a male coloring book too. And I want to say it was, a, I feel like it was a similar vein, like gay gay men with breakups, but it was mostly just nudity. <laughs> it was like just a lot of, of naked. Of yeah, it was fascinating. I was like, we took very different, you know, I'm a school teacher. So when I saw that link to my name, I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, been done. All right. Okay. Next idea. Um, breaking up with anybody, friend, a friend breakup. For anybody who gets a job in the service industry, goodbye. 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 <laughs> Super specific. Hey, thank you. Uh, we need a book for that. We need a book. It's we a need real a book. Thing. It needs to be done. Yeah, I'll never see you again. Right. Yeah, we'll never hang out. No. You're going to be working every time I ask you to hang out. Yeah. Um, here's one LGBT wedding cake decorations. Thing. That's cake cool. Just, Super weird. Just cake. That's actually really fun. Right? Yeah. Cake choppers. That's cool. You're moving into 3D, correct? It'll be illustrations of the like cake toppers, right? Like cake toppers. I feel like uh, a lot of people would like to color cakes because it's like yeah. simple and yeah, kind of yeah. trans. Also, it can yeah, it can be like very um, ornate too. Yeah. Oh, it? So, so it's kind of like a stencil. It'd be kind of, yeah, I mean, it'd be I mean, like a, this is a niche image that I agree. Just yeah. imagery of different well, cakes to color. Also, a niche too, you know? okay. also the, be, the more, uh, more specific the niche, the more people you'll get. Yeah. You'll get, yeah, you'll get the bakers and you'll get the, uh, LGBT. Yeah. That's actually really The gay cool. bakers. Like that that's too. the biggest subgenre. The gay <laughs> bakers. <laughs> True. Last idea from this side of the table, uh, Allah breakup. Breaking uh, up with Allah. Oh, I've done it. I need to color about it. Oh my it. gosh. That's great. Uh, That's I, great. I would say I have two more, but one's, well, one is uh, cool motivational slogans or slang as a coloring book. Basically, every page is just like, you know, like, you got go this. Get, you yeah, yeah, I do love that. And I, I feel like that aligns very well with the Dreamboat like brand that I'm trying to make and that I've sort of tried to cultivate as like a positive. Things suck sometimes, yeah. but like it's all right. And also, you can make it where you can rip out pages. Yeah. And put it on your wall. You know? Yes. Maybe it's like you rotate it. And that's part of why I did narration too in yeah. Chin Up Dream Boat because I knew that some of the things people identified with enough to like, I want this on my, someone told me, I want this on my cubicle. So I was like, okay, nice. they can't be back to back because, you know. They can't be putting that gay shit at work. Can't be putting, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I want something that's <laughs> safe for work. Right. Exactly. Okay. Question for you guys. What do you think about a theme, potential theme? There's a couple that I've played with. Some of them, and again, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, because there are ideas that I love like within the queer community, and then there's ideas that also just kind of would be cool to draw and that are positive. Like I thought about like a body positive one. Oh, that's a good I, I think yeah. a lot of people would identify with that. And then I've thought about, um, and that could include trans people, that can include men, that can, no. you know. Be, oh, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> never. <laughs> just keep it and not only one that, one thing to discriminate against that time <laughs> is this for trans people or is this for fatties oh go with the fatties God. I, I want think, it to be everybody well I think you should do it and then on top of that you should like based on a real people and mm -hmm. they know it and then at the end yeah they put their names in like well I thought it'd be cool yeah. to interview people that way too yeah, yeah like what's something you know because I know I have a couple of friends who are like tall women and they've gotten shit for it their whole lives or they've been self-conscious about it their whole lives or you know and things like that there's dating websites for tall people there are and for yeah. farmers yeah. and for Jewish yeah. people 
I don't know. I couldn't think of something fast enough. There's a there's a Bernie Sanders dating site. Really? Yeah. So if oh you're into God. Bernie Sanders, which like, duh, you who's want your partner who's not. Right. Yeah. You kind of should be aligned. It, you're like, I need another feeling right. the burn. I need a Bernie. Um, and what's the perfect way to then to just weed out weed the non Bernies? Yeah. I've thought about body positive, and then I've also thought That's about um, like a back in the saddle one. So kind of to be very linear of like. That's redundant. Kind of, is it redundant? Well, yeah. Okay. So I think that's what my first one on this list meant. Like Come basically in. your other one is about breakups. This one be about relationships. Sure. Um, back I, in the saddle. Yeah. I just meant like coming back to yeah. like, kind of, kind of, no dating, kind of the dating thing. Like you're back to oh, dating back and that's kind of like a, um, maybe motivational mix with the motivational one or bad first dates. That's always good. I love bad first dates. I have one more on this. Oh, not even a coloring book. And this is kind of something me and you talked about before. Yes. But I was thinking, you know those activity books? I love them. Yeah. Well, why don't you make like an adult one? And like, you know, the mazes make a person or like something. Yeah. And like The crosswords, it, like funny yeah. things and related. The, I can imagine these connect the dots where, you know, a lot of in kids when you can tell what they're going to be. Oh, it's going to be mm-hmm. a dinosaur. I can, obviously. Um, what if you made it where you have no idea what this what is going to be is. until it's drawn and then it's really fucking funny probably. That would be awesome. awesome. You know what would be so cool is if you like had all the dots on the pages with their numbers, but secretly like you, the illustrator and maybe your brother as a mentor make it so that like you had four images that they could do. Oh. Yeah. So connect the dots with this sequence. Sequence yeah. A. It's like, Odd you know, numbers. it's like somebody going to fat yoga and being okay with yeah. it. Fill out the, connect the dots with sequence B. It's like, um, really fit ballet, mm-hmm. you know, dancer. And then there's yeah. like the plus size model. And then there's that the, would be really know, cool. Yeah. Multiple. One of oh. the stretch goals for Chen Up Dream Boats Kickstarter was create, was like an act, a little activities insert. And so there's a Mad Libs, yeah. uh, one of those ones where you recreate the drawing. So it's like a grid, you know, and then there was, um, a word search and one of the ones where you take one word and see how many words you can make out of it. So see how many words you can get from Dreamboat, which is really fun. Like honestly creating that would be really fun. Get this. Hidden objects, like back of highlights. Yeah, when you search like for those. Yeah, or even like straight up, uh, where's Waldo? Or you can just just go insane and just have things where you're finding a certain person or, or object. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I was thinking both. I mean, sure. Totally, totally different ideas, really. But super useful. That's true. Could be combined for a book. I've heard enough. I'm ready to. Device. I'm ready to device you down. Please dish it out. Are you ready, Jason? Um, I'm ready. Wait, what, what's now? What is this advice is for? This what, is what the next, next steps the next of Dreamboat okay. um, or for Noel. And actually, you know what? I wanna I wanna follow up the king. So why don't you go first? No, I think you should go first. I insist. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So I would say I definitely think you're already on the right path. Like you're already you have. It's almost like the marketing that you you'd be doing, most people would be doing later is already kind of happened to you. So mm-hmm. you kind of already have an audience. I think you should, I think you should continue doing that and then do a wedding cake, cake <laughs> decorations. I love it. My advice to you is backstory, you're nailing it. Backstory, you believed in yourself you know, you, no one can teach that. And you did it. You got it. You're on the right path. I want to double down on the king. You're on the right path. You're going to do it. I think that you need to follow the the, the feel good stuff, you mm-hmm. know, because oh, yeah. okay. that, that is the, the body thing. positive one is like a super good idea. Yeah. Uh, there, the, there was another one that like really like jumped out that y'all were talking about and I didn't remember. But <laughs> I think you keep it on that uh, on th- on those lines. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll find you'll fi- I mean you'll know what's right. I mean the body positive one is like cool. It's got a big audience and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just like keep on keeping on. Yeah. You know, do the new seasons thing. Appreciate it. New seasons is a stellar idea. And then, or maybe just like you know, even devote like a hundred more copies. To like yeah. secret fun people you're gonna send them to. Yeah. And just see what happens. Ooh, that'd be a good idea. Like Famous good. lesbians. Some notable folks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Get Ellen. Ellen. To get Ellen. it? Just get send just them to Ellen. Something to Ellen. Cameron Esposito. Cameron Esposito. Yeah. Wow. The, I mean, the 
the only downside of that is you never know what happens to it. Sure. But the yeah. good side is you see a picture retweeted. Can you imagine how cool it would be oh, to like see someone who's actually like on a plane or something? They're like, oh, I decided to color this book someone sent me. Like, Can that would be crazy. How cool it'll be when you're on the Ellen show. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can I can't cool wait to breathe her air. We're on Ellen show with her yeah. in the audience. And then she's like, oh, these are the guys that gave you yeah. the idea to be on the show. Yeah. Are they like, related this to this? Is no. Them. Why are they here? Um, moving on. They're you my boyfriends. You got a new car. Yeah. So my advice is follow, just keep. Keep with keep yeah. with the like gushy stuff because mm-hmm. you already yeah. got the sort of like shield of righteousness Love as far as like we need a a book that's not about straight women whoever those girls were you know like we need <laughs> this and we need a body positive yes. one and follow that vein. Because you got it. The adult coloring book, activity book concept might dry up. Yeah, it could. It and could. you know what? I don't even think that one even has to be like LGBT only that can just be a weird adult coloring book that you want to make. I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you're catching the wave at a great time. Might dry up, might not explode. I've read that it won't stop, but I've also read, you know, people being like, it's weird. I mean, it's wait who? I mean, I've 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 read like I I there saw one article. It's like and why it's not stopping or why it's picking up with no abandon. You know, some kind of like What's adult coloring. Oh, adult I was just like it's book. going and you can't reel it back. And then there's other people who are like, you know, it's weird. You're all a bunch of kids. You know, so why is it weird? I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't do it, but I kind of want to. Right. I, I don't. I, that's right. Weird. I mean, my yeah. I I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. I yeah. I don't think it's terrible. So um, that's that's the J verdict. I love it. Oh, am I supposed to? You got the J verdict. You got the just I, Justin, Jason verdict. I have both halves of Javice here, and I think huge takeaways would be to kind of stick with the positive vein of like you know the dreamboat mm-hmm. ideals of like like Jay you like you were saying like you've already the the shield like what you talked about. Um, yes, and the exactly, and then also huge takeaway would be communicating with people and like asking them what they want to see and how to engage in that way in the thousand fans. Like that's very, very interesting. And honestly, it feels like it rings really true because there were 268 or something like that backers in the Mm -hmm. Kickstarter. And that, you know, was a quarter of that size, but it felt like I had this, I have this net and this pillow of like, you know, people are waiting and wanting and patiently, but, um, so that's a huge, huge idea. Awesome. I love all that. Well, and like, you're totally right. I mean, if you got the body positive one in the chamber and then you got your launch and your opening and you put it out there as a way to like communicate to your fans and to your audience and the people who are one is, and needing it. I need it. on the bridge. They're like, right. on. Uh, like, well, what do you want? Tell me what you want. The person on the bridge, you know, they'll be like, I want a puppy breakup book. Sounds like a good idea. Listen to them, yeah. See, I just, That's the true. I just improv that one out. You are so good. So, yeah, listen to the fans. Go with your gut. I do want an undepicted Allah <laughs> at some point. <laughs> just blank pages just with blank one person pages. on it. That'd be funny. Yeah. That's literally Truthfully. all you have to do is draw a cover that says what yeah. it's about. Like, this book took me so long to illustrate. See, that's the thing. That's, that's what I think we should realize is like people want that. Like to me in my head, I'm always, I'm always like, who needs this? But like when you're in that moment and you see a book like that or an uh, item like that, yeah, some reason you want to buy that weird yeah. shit. You know? It is. And like it's funny. Those cause... candles, you've seen those, those candles, like they're like, <gasps> yeah, um, they're well, like those what? Jesus candles or Ma- mother Mary yeah. candles. And yeah. then they have like all these like Depict, TV like, Yeah. Broad city and stuff. Yeah. Like they have orange is the new black it's characters true. on it or, and they have golden like, girls. I want a candle and I would never probably buy a mother Mary candle, but I see those. I'm like, I want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times, like your book or the candles or anything that you would see at New Seasons, you want to buy it to give it to someone. Yeah. Yes. It's like some sort of like, Either you or. know, oh my gosh, this is so new and fancy and cute and perfect and like too much money, but I want to buy it for my friend. Right. They who's need going it. Through a lesbian weird breakup. Right. Or like, yeah. you know. Totally. It's really like, I almost made that part of the Kickstarter, like extra book for a friend kind of thing because. Really? Like, dude, there you go. You buy two, 
you can like market it as some sort of like yeah. companion yeah. thing, like or like some sort of picture, like a I breakup know bundle. I know you're buying this for a friend in need, so if you buy two, you get one half price for yeah. you. Well, my favorite part about that too, and it's so genius that you said that because my favorite part about it is like lesbians cannot like so many of us are like friends with your ex and it's totally yeah. normal. And I think it's in the gay community, but no, one for your, is it not? Is it lesbian? lesbian? Okay. I must know like one gay guy. You have to run into your ex yeah. once a week. Have to run it. And honestly, like be friends, be whatever. And so part Borrow of it, sweaters. yeah, I've like labeled, I've kind of done this whole, I've kind of want to, and sort of started like one for you, one for your ex boo. Cause you know, you still hang out. Oh, like, you know, you still talk, like you want her to get through it too, because there's a sensitivity oh, thing. So, you so, connected or like this is your breakup present yeah I might do like a two for one like you know do a two for one yeah well and then because then you've got the office like the office waiting room syndrome of like oh I got this for free I could steal this and take this home but now it's in my kitchen and my friend comes over and they're you know like totally it's a good way to spread yes the gay agenda 100% that's the whole point really I just really wanted that to happen well (laughs) case solved (laughs) Case I feel closed. good. Yeah, case closed. I'm Jay Fluelling. And I'm Jason Williams. I'm Noel Mustafa. Goodbye. See ya. Bye, Dreamboats. Hey, thanks for listening to Javice. And if you wanted more information about Noel Mustafa's picture book, adult coloring book, then you can go to the Brick and Mortar Shebop or Books with Pictures in Portland. And also, if you're going to get it online, you can go to chinupdreamboat.com. Now, if you wanted more information about my comedy, you can go to jfluelling.com. And if you like dating advice, you can email me at info at swiperighttinder.com. Thanks for listening. Music provided by Ancient Heat and French trip-hop band Chinese Man. Come on, what is you talking about? Trying to take me like a saga or something, you know? Trying to take me to dump. But ciao. I'll be damned if I don't say it. I'll be damned if I don't say it. possédons un instinctif besoin de situer un son. C'est pourquoi la reproduction stéréophonique est le moyen le plus naturel et le plus parfait pour auditionner un son enregistré. This has been a Soundside Production.